Akshay, did you always knew what you wanted to do when you passed out from MBA? I was all over the place. Uh, Saurabh, what about you? Yeah, I didn't have any idea. I didn't have any idea. Confused about your career choices? Wondering what steps to take next? In this podcast called Beyond Campus, Saurabh Garg, founder of C4E, and Akshadat, founder of Unnati, are on a mission to crack open the career success code for the youth. वो बचपन में कहते थे ना तुम जो चाहे बन सकते हो सो लेट्स टर्न द ड्रीम इनटू रियलिटी माय नेम इज शाइतो राहा आई एम द फाउंडर एंड सीईओ ऑफ माय हेल्थ केयर कोविड हैज मेड द हेल्थ केयर सेक्टर एज वन ऑफ द मोस्ट क्रिटिकल सेक्टर्स फॉर एनी कंट्री टुडे बट अनफॉर्चुनेटली मोस्ट ऑफ द लेगेसी प्लेयर्स इन द इंडियन हेल्थ केयर सिस्टम आर स्लो टू इनोवेट एंड बिकम डिजिटली सैवी This is the opportunity that was identified by Shaito Raha way back in 2017 when he started My Healthcare. Shaito is driven by the desire to improve healthcare outcomes in the country by creating digital infrastructure to enable institutions to provide a superior patient experience. And today, many of the largest hospitals in the country are powered by the SaaS platform of My Healthcare. They have made it easy for any healthcare provider to go digital and enhance their patient experience. In this conversation with Akshay Dutt, Shaito shares his journey from running a media business to becoming a health tech founder. College was super fun. That was my first stint with media. My friend Akshay and I, uh, we got dragged the first day. and uh, we got photographed and we were on the newspapers across indian express hindustan times so at a very early age in life we shot to fame and till today that photograph still does the rounds of both of us getting ragged uh, but college was uh, i mean total masti yaar really it was total masti and especially in du you do more masti and very little studying uh, and then you get to the third year you say oh damn you now have to wake up and quickly catch up on the last two years uh but it was good i think it was a great experience uh, most importantly in life akshay you know it's uh, i i spent a lot of my life in boarding school right so almost 9 uh, years of boarding school and one of the outcomes of that is your friends become more of your family than anything else right so when i came back from boarding school so boarding school is very simple yeah you do everything else you are fantastic at co curricular sports everything else studies zero right it doesn't it's not not zero but it's not exactly known for studies so the call was to bring me back to uh, day school in delhi for 10th and 12th because my parents were already here uh, sorry for 11th and 12th and uh, with the hope that some education will happen marks will happen at least he'll go to university so that's why i was 11 11th and 12th were in uh, delhi uh, that was tough uh, coming from a boarding school getting adjusted to a ecosystem where friendship meant totally different things to different people but then university went back to that same concept of friendship that i had enjoyed in uh, boarding school so it was great fun i mean it is uh, you were in nirvana land because you were independent at the same time um you were also enjoying life uh, and you did not have this thing of your parents saying 10 o'clock come back home you know so w- that barrier had crossed uh, 
DU is truly a like a very special experience, or at least used to be. I don't know today what it's like. Ah, but... uh, exactly. Uh, it used to be a fabulous experience. Uh, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of my life in DTC buses because there was mm-hmm. nothing else yeah, available. Yeah. The the and... special. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and we used to uh, the bus guys knew us. The drivers knew us. We had become friendly with them. So the in the DU special itself used to be a party for us. Everything. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, which year did you uh, complete your uh, eco honors? Uh, I think it was ninety-five. Can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety-five. Ninety-four. Ninety-five. Then uh, the idea was uh, floating around, doing nothing. Um, my parents uh, knew. Uh, my mother knew somebody who said. you know he is doing nothing in the summer why didn't he go to this place called ndtv they are doing they do internships i said okay so uh, went to ndtv got interviewed by uh, the producer first and uh, then i got interviewed by uh, uh, pranoy radhika uh, who i still today would say dr mrs roy and uh, so it was very interesting that interview yeah so uh, and i'll never forget that so we because i was interviewing for a internship research internship so he says yeah you know after I'd gone through the school information this was, all of that uh, when they had launched 95. the channel or pre channel no 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 pre channel yeah this is when we were only doing world this week at that time so this is uh, at that time 95 so he said look uh, i said look we filled all the research positions uh but there is this uh, option that we have of a tea boy so i said <laughs> okay i said yeah this, what, what is this all about yeah so i said okay yeah i said uh, i'm okay with it provided i can use that tea boy experience to learn other things in this place yeah. okay so he said you make a good coffee i said yeah you have a coffee machine back there i said okay <laughs> so went and picked up this you know that coffee percolator shit yeah, that was there yeah, so yeah. turned it around uh, got some coffee we had a good laugh and he said yeah okay uh, must have a chat uh, i met at that time our editorial head who was there uh, upan menon he's passed on today uh, very nice so so producer was a serious chat turan adhika was a fun chat and then upan was again a very serious chat so it's okay fine we'll, typically we'll get back to you so i said okay yeah um and in those days did not hear back for almost uh, a couple of weeks then uh, my my parents were members of iic so we were going to iic for dinner on saturday on one of the saturday or sundays pranav and radhika were coming out and said shaito where have you been I've been here yeah <laughs> they recognized no, but you and knew your name huh? that's pretty impressive. yeah so why have you not joined us i said i'm waiting for somebody to give me i didn't even know that i'm supposed to join no no come tomorrow I said okay. So that is how life in NDTV started. Um, it was an absolutely amazing uh, idea, uh, Akshay. So we every two years. I mean, there is nothing in my life that I or anybody's career that I have known that almost every year or at most every two years, you were growing leaps and bounds at that time, right? So I mean, at the age of I think twenty-one or whatever it would have been at that time. Uh, i was already a researcher for the world this week within months i was producing sh- uh, you know certain stories for the world this week show 
and before the end of 12 months i was one of the producers for world this week and by then we had started doing you know news on doordarshan and all of that and uh, that's it you know things just moved very quickly so i went from doing research to producing world this week then i was directing the news uh, which was the 9 o'clock news at night uh, and then uh, in 98 we decided to launch star news so i was uh, one of the people leading technical you know the piece that produces all the back stuff you know everything at the front is what you see what the anchors do but all the technology and everything that comes together and the production side of it that's what i was doing um and then moving on to 2003 when we decided to move out of uh, star news and set up our own news channels i was heading edtv 24/7 for operations within a year i was heading the tech operations for the entire news network went on to then do uh, business development at the group level uh, then learned at a very young age how does fundraising and all of that happen so i worked very closely with the entire leadership at ndtv to when we raised a few hundred million dollars from uh, nbc and others and uh, then went on to learn digital because we learned ndtv.com we had ndtv mobile so it was like a really very very rapid going experience and it was super yaar i mean we had you know uh, election coverage was like used to look forward to it um and uh, at a, you have to also understand that at a very young age na you'd suddenly become this you'd become a boss at a very young age so and and the main thing was if you take my university freedom this was university freedom plus plus because now you are a freedom with money in your hands money in your hands i mean there was nothing more that was just fabulous right so uh, so it was it's amazing um and right worked right up to then went on to do various other things uh, like we set up a consultancy business at ndtv etc and uh, went on to do but the life has always been you know i've always had the i would say privilege and honor of runan radhika giving me my own space uh, where i've always been a sort of a independent entrepreneur i find it very difficult when my you know when somebody tries to put walls around me uh, i i i can't be a sarkari person thoda problem ho jata hai so i need my space and which is what helped me i think they gave me that foundation and which is why i've always been able to have that you know that entrepreneurial spirit throughout my journey at ndtv uh, and my last bit was actually to set up a, an e-commerce business called indian roots uh, so i got i mean right from media right up to brick and mortar e-commerce business and uh, did all of that and then then for there now time to do something on your own um because I think you spent almost like 20 years at ndtv 23 no? yeah 23, 23 years wow ah. okay so essentially ah. you like uh, i mean ndtv in a way is like the original startup you know in the sense that from nowhere they reached that kind of massive scale so you saw that entire journey of a startup converting into a large organization So, absolutely and you had like a front row seat so what were like your takeaways in terms of you know how to scale from the ndtv yeah, you know, journey so i i tell you the one thing is uh few things yeah one, one is that you have to get your hands dirty uh, you can't do a startup with a corporate mindset so that was very very clear 
uh, whether you are a uh, you know no matter what you are and what your position in the company may be if you want to understand and if you want to lead a company or lead a business you have to get your hands dirty right from the production line all the way up to the business side of it right and own every piece of it um that was one takeaway that i had uh, second is you've got to learn the art of delegation uh sometimes what happens is when you're too passionate about something you want to do everything not because you're a control freak but it's just you're very passionate the downside of that is that you lose focus of the other things that you should be spending your time on right so you've got to uh, the second takeaway is you've got to manage as a leader or as as a business you've got to manage time very well uh, that's one part uh and third is uh, scale is something that you've always got to know your limits yaar uh, as me as a personal person as even today what i'm doing in my healthcare i i have to be very clear and i'm very clear to myself which we can't discuss today but there is a line to which i will be able to take this business up to and after which i need to be able to bring in professionals who have done the art of scale you know who have taken it then from the 100 million to 500 million right so i think the ability to recognize that is something that would be my other takeaway that i got from my experience there and uh, last most importantly money matters boss good to have an idea but what money you have in the bank is ultimately is the what you've got to be very realistic about in life so i think that would be the final sort of a learning in life money from investors or money from customers uh money from customers yeah see investors is a good foundation to get you on uh but you've got to learn how to make this a, a sort of a sensible business value proposition if your business is completely going to be investor led uh somewhere that bubble is going to burst right and that bubble is going to burst where the load will fall on you because the investor turn around say now this has to be a profitable business right and I, i'll give you my learning from e-commerce right my e-commerce experience was phenomenal i couldn't it was i couldn't understand how it was the numbers stacked up right so obviously like when you in the first few years you're losing money um and there was this term called gmv so gmv for all your listeners is called gross merchandise value so which basically is what you're selling your product at uh, uh not after not what is before the discounting right hmm. Hmm. the mrp so the mrp right uh, but the actual price that you may sell it at is 20% discount to mrp so this whole thing about e-commerce at that point of time which is whether i looked at it at flipkart or anybody else who was doing e-commerce in 2013 this whole thing was about gmv badao gmv badao gmv badao and the problem with the gmv badao concept was that the more you improved your gmv without proper and because you were spending so much in marketing effectively the value proposition was ending up with at the higher your revenue the higher the loss so basically if you can imagine visualize that the loss just kept widening right but also the whole concept was that don't worry about the loss right because the more every business that i saw the wider the loss the more valuable it was like samajh mein nahi aa raha hai 
but sure enough you know in that lifetime itself within 2 years the bubble burst and everybody sort of realized boss that's why i said the greatest learning in life was money in the bank everything else is later um, and you've got to make that money in bank happen without your investors funds after about 3 to 5 years uh, you can't if you're if you're continuously burning capital then there is something wrong uh, mm-hmm. somewhere okay so why didn't uh, indian roots succeed you know that ndtv e-commerce venture yeah I, you know there are various reasons uh, which we can stay out but i'll tell you the fundamental thing uh, start things like startups cannot be done by corporates and uh, a very well known vc uh, entrepreneur a vc partner had said this to me he said look i love your business i would put money in it tomorrow the problem is that you are a corporate trying to do this and uh, it's it's just you don't have the agility your mindset is different uh, you're not an entrepreneur yet. at the end of the day the corporate is the entrepreneur you know so so i think the things like e-commerce and all either you that is the business that you're in so if you look at the world of amazon and azap or whatever these others are they that's their business yeah but uh, you can't you can't do this as a side business hmm. although so, uh, you know times of india has managed to incubate a lot of businesses within its umbrella uh, so you know the, they are also a corporate uh, i i think probably the approach they took of being hands off might have worked but if you look at there also akshay uh, the india times shopping never worked yeah that has never worked right from inception till today it's never worked so every everything else they have incubated you're right they have incubated but it's been whatever other businesses they have incubated tie back to the media side of life they've not dip, they've not gone away from the media side of it right so whether it is even if you look at their other assets that they've created using their advertising you know that brand capital side of it and so on and so forth it's still tying back to media so i think that ultimately everybody stayed in their own lane if i'm not to put it okay so what made you want to move on from ndtv like what was the itch uh, which you wanted to scratch uh i needed more freedom to do something which was my own uh and i wanted something where you know when you when you're creating value for a corporate uh you see the result in your salary increment right uh but i actually was very intrigued and always intrigued in creating uh, value in terms of asset value uh, by creating shareholder value for myself you know so that that was one one each that was there um, but it was most the each is each from childhood has always been to build something that is your own so whether it was my lego set or whether it was my train track set or whether it was in university working with i say the, the fundamental each has always been khud karo um you know and to do something uh, so that that's always been there yaar i mean till today i would have uh, at home i have my entire toolkit set so even if something has to be fixed at home i have my full toolkit set my drill machine everything because that each is still there in some form or the other in your life so so that's there yaar so that that had to be fulfilled and that was the reason to jump into uh, my healthcare 
and uh, one of the one of the people who helped me i think was uh, my mentor who's uh, mr hemchandra javeri and he, he was my counsel and advisor and sort of you know you sounding board uh, he asked me all the questions you know literally the financial side of life this is what will happen to you if you go into entrepreneurship this is what will mean for person in life and so on and so forth so i i think uh, all of that put together uh, and it, life is always like ab karna hai yeah okay so, so that, when you, that was it when you like resigned did you have a business idea in mind or you just oh, yeah. that you figure it out oh you had no no we had so, we had we had the idea of the business uh, i was always so like we i had done the e-commerce venture uh, i had done the uh, started the healthcare incubation already while i was still working um, with edtv and uh, the whole idea was about uh, you know while i was traveling and looking at various because your e-commerce and was traveling so the whole idea was that when you see there was nothing being done with digital technology in healthcare i'm talking about 2016 right and amongst many things uh, one of the trips i had done was to indonesia and in indonesia as luck would have it uh, we were trying to partner with one of these groups called the lipo group uh, to do a very large like the indian roots indonesia version right meeting was supposed to be in jakarta then the chairman shifted it to a place called karawachi which is where they have their largest hospital and then they moved the meeting to the boardroom of the hospital i said okay yaar we sitting in the hospital and as any meeting in jakarta everything got delayed for 2 hours so my colleague and i started walking around the hospital everything was paper and it's very strange yeah because we had all done you know digital content digital e-commerce we had done digital wallet and i liaison who was with us and he said yeah how come people don't use digital technology can we meet the ceo of this hospital he said yeah yeah sure and that was very interesting when we had more chats and we realized that you know the fundamental flaw was that the healthcare delivery system was completely broken in hospitals and uh, for various reasons you know some some of the reasons could be there everybody wanted the best machines but then none of that is integrated uh, then some of them could want the best pieces of technology so you got silo technologies which are there so nothing really stitched it together right uh, and then we came back when we came back to india then we went and you know uh, tried, tested that thesis with a few other hospitals etc and that's when you realize you know this whole success of healthcare delivery in at least one part of it is going to be in creating a proper healthcare ecosystem you know so like you have urban clap which is a ecosystem of services uber is a ecosystem of transportation ultimately you need to have all the various stakeholders on the same ecosystem right and only then will healthcare work because otherwise i can't keep running from pillar to post as a patient Uh, and then my entire document my healthcare record gets broken right because i have one report from one place one report prescription from somewhere etc and then my only hope is that that i better not lose all these sheets of paper right because otherwise i no idea what's what's going to happen so that was the genesis of creating uh, a healthcare ecosystem uh, we had started this journey with edtv uh, again as part of the entrepreneurial thing and then the typical thing happened here yeah, to say you know obviously when you do it in a corporate the corporate takes a higher equity share and you're like an e-shop player and he said hey yaar this is my idea uh, i want to do this and uh, that's when i decided yaar this is something i really want to do and i'll be parted ways uh, very very amicably and he said I, so and, uh, well, like, did like uh, 
NDTV transfer that business to you, or there was just no. some ideas which you kind of? Uh, no, 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 no. We started completely on our own. So okay. we formed our own company and we went and hired people. And uh, the first lesson in life of entrepreneurship hit me within a week of resigning and starting this home, uh, which is uh, entrepreneurship is high risk, high reward. uh and uh, as my co-founder said to me he says uh, one thing about again the other thing about entrepreneurship is you jump into the deep end and there either you sink or you swim there is no other there is no third option right mm, you right, can't float right. uh, <laughs> if you float for too long you will sink so you got to swim right so that's when uh, we decided that, look we are going ahead with this so three of us quit um three of us started uh, all three from ndtv Yeah, uh, okay. two first from NDTV and one Anish, who is my co-founder. He was not there for so long. He had joined me. He had joined us during the Indian Roots journey. That's where we met. So, but yes, technically, all three of us left NDTV and joined. Yeah, started here. Yeah. Um, and it was great. It was quite uh, yeah. Life may you know at that point of time you have two kids, uh, grown-up kids, and you have responsibilities, right? So we quit in December. and i remember this the very next day uh, we were i mean that night itself we were going up to dehradun to meet my parents and we were going with friends for christmas to celebrate christmas and we were thinking yaar how do we break this news because if we both go and tell our parents that we both quit you know we've all quit then to problem ho jayega life mein so you know we decided look hang on we won't tell anybody about this so we went through this whole christmas etc and then 31st december we were out with friends that is that night we told our friends that look this is what we have done and then first morning first jan 2018 morning we got up we had our logo ready and i started shooting out offer letters to all our uh, people who wanted to join us from and yeah who wanted to join us uh because a lot of our tech team and some of our project team people who were in ndtv in my division uh wanted to come with us so we had about 12 people who came with us and uh, then we said ha theek hai ab ye to ho gaya ab jan offer letter chala gaya now we have to pay the salary yeah so yeah. then we have to salary how much, how much money did you start with like three of you you must have put in your some like savings and all into it right? like everything yeah that? we put in we put in at that point of time about close to uh, 35 40 hmm. uh, lakhs right straight hmm. in should have lasted you what like 9 months to a year something like that no no at that point Not of time would have lasted us like yeah 3 to 4 months because you had amazon costs and all of that now so all that was also there uh but we were very very fortunate yeah uh two things happened one is we got a very early sign on from um fortis which was our first client right so fortis saw a product signed on to us um and then as soon as fortis signed on um one of our early investors uh hunch ventures came on and gave us a term sheet like within 60 days of us setting up company right so which was which was quite incredible so yeah so that was uh, that then that gave us a little more boost and confidence right and then sort of we started building on this journey and uh, since then no looking back here yeah, it's uh, it's almost like i've forgotten the world of media and i only know healthcare that's so, the only thing that i know 
I want to go more deeper into what product you launched with. Like, you know, you say that ecosystem of healthcare, it sounds ambitious, but typically when you start a business, there's more immediate need which you are solving. So what was that immediate need that you were solving? What was your product like uh, when you started? Like, what did you sell to Fortis? So you're absolutely right. Ecosystem is everything, right? You had the doctor side, you had the hospital side, you had everything. And you could not. There was no way you could have managed all that. So what we what we started with was the easy part, which is the patient side, because that side we knew. Because between three co-founders, none of us are actually healthcare people at that time, right? So we had no idea what to start with. So we started on the patient side, and uh, on the patient side, everything right from the patient experience to when you took an appointment and how you reached at the hospital, the experience thereafter, the marketing to patients, etc. So that is what we did with the Fortis team and uh, worked very closely with the CIO and the head of marketing. And so that that's why even today, the My Fortis platform that you see, uh, that platform is ours. Um, and also, I think what we were able to crack is that uh, we brought this because we had this vision of the ecosystem, we brought it as a SaaS model. So we were very clear because everybody was getting confused to say, are you an app development company? So we said, well, no, we are not. We are, we are a ecosystem. And like you correctly said, this is the first part of the journey. So don't get confused. There is a second part also coming. So that's how we started. Yeah. Um, and then over the years, I think uh, today we are almost like a full stack. So everything for primary care is already now available on my healthcare. So from that journey, April 2018 that went live. Today, uh, which is three years later, we have the complete patient side. We have an electronic uh, medical record, which is what the doctors use. So everything for e-prescription, virtual consults. Uh, we have integrated with, uh, partnered with companies like Omron and uh, Roche and others. So where all these devices are integrated into the My Healthcare platform, you know, so patients can do it. So the whole idea for the for us is, like I said, you know, the ecosystem is now beginning to take shape, where my one single patient application can help with not just a doctor consult, but help with your diagnostics at home, medicines at home, uh, monitoring your various vitals and all of that at home, and your consult with your doctor. You know, so the idea is, I bring healthcare to you. Don't have to travel all the way to the hospital. And that is what we are able to uh, deliver today. So the early product uh, which you were selling was essentially like what Practo also sells to small clinics that uh, something like a patient management uh, software was what you were yeah. selling. The yeah. early product. Yeah. So, so that was the big distinction between us, right? Practo was B2C. Uh, we decided to go B2B2C, right? So our whole journey was we don't want to go directly to consumer because this again from the e-commerce experience, we learned actually that direct to consumer businesses take a lot of capital. Because consumer acquisition costs are very, very high. So which is why we went B2B2C. And today when you see, uh, you know, what companies are getting invested in, like in the, the new flavor of the season, if one was to call it, uh, investors are very attracted today towards a B2B-C uh, business. The reason being that the unit economics are better. You're not burning too much capital to deliver a business. You know, So, so that's the reason why we went down this journey. Um, and, and you got more captive audience, right? So for us, the advantage was the moment you went live with the hospital, you got a much larger scale. So, so that was much. How is the, uh, uh, 
your monetization is from the hospital only, right? Like you, the the patient is not contributing anything to your revenue. Uh, no. So we we monetize directly from the hospital, but on a SaaS basis. So it's not like uh, again the problem that the healthcare sector has seen is that hospitals need technology, right? But hospitals cannot get drained with the technology cost burden because they already have so many lines of cost items, so many cost line items. So uh, the second thing was that we looked at it where the reason why digital adoption was not taking place in hospitals is that somebody needs to own it. Right? So we have brought this entire My Healthcare as a value proposition to our hospitals where we come in as partners. So we typically do a four-year deal where we own that process with the hospital. So we it's almost like saying you focus on healthcare. We will bring in the technology solution, but we will work with you, right? Because each hospital is different. We will work with you in mapping your journey, your patient journey, your doctors, etc. Um, and we will make sure that the digital adoption happens. And we've tied our commercial to that. So our commercials are tied to every successful transaction that takes place. So if I if a OPD How do you actually define transaction, like so let's say a patient has booked and come and met a doctor. That is a successful transaction. Okay. So, yeah, so every time there is a successful transaction, the hospital pays me, right? Uh, as this is a podcast, we won't get into the commercials, but let's put it this way. It is not more than the cost of parking, right? So it's bite size, right? But at the sense, the whole idea is that for them now, the advantage is that I don't have a very high technology cost burden, but at the same time, I have a partner. And there is innovation. So we take on the burden of innovation, right? So every new innovation that we do or new feature that we do, we give it to the hospital because our whole understanding is that better features, better experience, better adoption, right? And without, and today that is the success. Uh, if I was to say is that that really has what has given us the numbers uh, and the accolades that we have received from various hospital partners. Mm-hmm. Got it. So your solution could be like compared to something like a Oracle or a Salesforce kind of a platform, which is highly customized for each hospital and uh, essentially helps the hospital to completely digitize their workflows. Yeah. A good way to compare that. Yes. Yes. The only thing that we do is uh, we, instead of customizing very highly, while obviously the UI, the design and the colors are customized, we make everything configurable, right? So if you want a new feature, we configure it into the system. And the reason for that is that allows us the scale. You see, if I have too many customized deployments, my support cost is very high because each one is a different instance, right? Here for me, everybody's on the same page. It's just your front ends are different. So every time you want a new feature, I configure it into my product and then send it out. So everybody's on the same stack then. And uh, like the uh, from like what all things are covered in this? Like say, as a patient, uh, what all do I? Uh, what all would I experience in this? Like obviously for booking, this would be used. Like if I want to book a OPD appointment. So then... let me take you through a let me take you through a typical journey, right? So right from booking an appointment, when you arrive at the hospital, to checking in at the hospital and allowing you to go straight to the nurses' station and beating all the queues. The moment the vitals are entered on the nurse, you get to see it on the app. Uh, Before I meet the doctor, even on the journey to the hospital, I can upload questions and documents and everything else for the doctor to see. 
so that even when i when i'm waiting outside and just before i enter the doctor's room or even on a virtual consult which has now become the bigger benefit the doctor can see my information before the consult has started right so he has all of that in front of him uh, i'm not sifting through papers in front of the doctor him or her after the consult because the consult is done on our emr which is the e prescription more platform as soon as the prescription is done, is generated automatically the orders can flow through to the hospital system right so which means i can go straight away and get my x ray done my medicines can go to the pharmacy i can pick it up and i can leave when the test results come they come directly into my platform so it come when it say come into my platform it comes via sms or via email or whichever way to the app and again if there is a follow up i can book my virtual consult i can book my home care uh, i can do if i am admitted in a hospital i can do various in hospital functions to their like payments and you know call for a nurse and all of that but that's in hospital but largely everything that a patient needs for primary care today is already there so right from consult to getting diagnostics at home to getting pharmacy at home uh, you know things like that they're all there so everything that i the only thing we don't do is i don't send a cab to your home yet i have partnered <laughs> with i have partnered okay. with uber where you can book okay. an uber cab through my platform uh, <laughs> but i don't send the okay. cab to you okay 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 so uh, the uh, each patient i mean uh, as a patient i would need to download a, a app which is common to all your customers or each customer has their own app like you know do i download so, a my healthcare app as a patient yes. or do yes. i download a fortis app no so for uh, largely you download a my healthcare app which has got all my hospitals in it only for my big clients which is like fortis and max we have created a fortis app and a max app but otherwise everybody else is in the my healthcare app so if you look at the my healthcare app you have breach candy psri primal all these hospitals which are there uh, and now we have clinicians who are there and again clinicians uh, how we differentiate ourselves from our competitors is we have all our specialists there right so i have close to about 2000 cardiologists who are on our platform right uh so we are focusing on giving access to specialty care uh and this is just to give you a sense akshay what the problem that we are trying to solve for our patients today is two folds one is access second is the centralized health repository you know what we call the longitudinal patient history so everything that has happened to you through your life should be in one place now the problem of access is a very critical one for us right so just i mean as we are on a podcast just a few things that we are today the problem with the healthcare infrastructure is not physical beds we just don't have enough doctors and nurses in this country right we just don't have it uh if you look at the simple statistics of it 70% of india does not have access to primary healthcare right quality primary healthcare why because 30% of it's all in urban india which is 30% of india right if you look at specialty care super specialty care we're talking about the top 4 5 cities of india right which is delhi bombay hyderabad uh, bangalore calcutta so that's the reality of life so if i god forbid live in a let's say a tier 2 city and i need a craniotomy uh, which is like a uh, you know a neurosurgery there is no way i can get that done so i have to come to a city here right so the whole idea is that and the reason i have to come here is because i can't transport the doctor there if i have to take a doctor from let's say delhi to kanpur and back he is going to what he could have done is 10 he loses out on 10 surgeries right so whatever his knowledge base and his know how is 
how do we connect that over a period of time to a doctor in kanpur and be able to do the similar experience let's say a, a patient in kanpur can still connect with my doctor in delhi right and then follow up with a doctor in kanpur so that is the access that we want to try and improve then the second thing like i said you know have everything in one place and again i'll give you an example of that most people don't understand the correlation of one with the one diagnosis with the other right and i'll give you an example of this uh, we were in uh, in bhubaneswar right we had gone to see this uh, hospital and there was this patient who was in a very critical condition and we were trying to understand what had happened uh, and the hospital gave us a little bit of knowledge on what obviously they won't reveal too much to us essentially this patient had come to this hospital some time back and was obviously suffering from hypertension so he was given blood pressure medication right few months later the patient came and met a eye doctor right and this patient was suffering from something called glaucoma very very high heavy eye pressure right at that point but he did not then obviously the doctor said about kuch dawai le rahe ho they did not say that i'm taking anything but there's nothing with he assumed that i'm taking any more medication for the eye i answer is no the doctor gave medication for that now when you start when this patient took both those medications together it pushed the blood pressure so far down that the patient fainted kept kept fainting right and it is only when he reached that the critical care and because when you're going to critical care you have the habit of carrying sab kuch sare papers leke jao you don't know what will be required that is when they realize that this is what is happening so i've just given you a very simple this is not a medical negligence error right of a doctor this is just a simple fact that you know you don't connect things and patients typically when you think of it when you're going to see a doctor you're never in a good mood it's not a happy place and you're not in your wits are not about you right you're not remembering everything uh, so you're not remembering to carry all your documentation etc so this patient longitudinal history is going to go very long way in actually solving medic uh, giving you accurate diagnosis you know so that you get diagnosed correctly and as quickly as possible so that's the second problem that we're trying to solve okay so uh, i want to ask you about this longitudinal history was it simple enough was it simple yes. enough or was it complicated Okay. No, no, it was good. Uh, I, I think uh, well, I I have a good picture of the goal, but uh, there are like practical issues in achieving this goal. No, so only uh, the clinics and hospitals on your platform, uh, their reports get added to my profile, right? What if I get a test done from someone who's not on your platform? Then how do you capture that also? So, uh, see, this is going to be a journey. you can't cover everything in one go right so whatever we have done, first we bought partner hospitals on board then we started getting the doctors those partner hospitals those which have doctors who are doing their own clinics who already have their private clinics we also brought them on board so that at least when a patient is moving between these two they records and in the, in the same place now what we've done is we've brought diagnostic partners started bringing diagnostic partners on board so we have lal path labs and healthier so if you go and get your blood test done in any of these two places then your blood report will come here the third we have done is like i said we got device company so blood pressure monitors ecg and uh, blood sugar if you use any of these monitors all your data will be in one place but to answer your question absolutely right this is a journey we have to what we have created is a is a triangle where i have hospital slash 
healthcare institution, doctor, and patient. Right. So this triangle we have created, and now we are focused on pushing and improving the pipe that you know that has connected this this triangle. So that's our focus. For, is there a way for me to manually upload a report if I go to yeah, someone? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You can. So manually upload is there, of course, and that is what we call our personal health records, where it's almost like your Google Drive or your Dropbox of all your health records. So you can take a photograph, you can upload a PDF. you can store pictures even if i have taken i had rash or something in one place i can store that and you can catalog it so all of that is there so that's what we call the personal health records or to keep it simple my documents mm 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 okay okay so then uh, in a way uh, i if i am proactive then my entire uh, longitudinal history can be on the my healthcare platform this even includes Absolutely. like say Uh, like Fortis and Max have their own branded apps, but that data also will come into this. No, no, no. At this point, you know what happens is those sort, those large organizations do not want interflow of data, right? Somewhere at some point, so we started the journey. Even when we started My Healthcare, this and we started this during the pandemic, most hospitals Akshay did not want to come into one app. They did not. They'll say, you know, our patients will go here, there. And we, data and all that. Huh? Huh, and our whole point was, please understand that ultimately the patient, you see, in India or anywhere in the world, ninety percent of people who are going for specialty care have already made up their mind which hospital and which doctor. They are not coming for discoverability, right? So they've already made up that mind. And if my records are in one place, there is a very high chance that I will come. Then it's easier because it adds to the stickiness of it, right? So this is how we actually showed it to the hospitals, and today the advantage is the hospitals have seen the benefit, right? They've actually seen an increase in patient through our platform, and we don't do patient marketing. So unlike Practo and others, we are not going and marketing to bring patients in, but they've seen that growth. So all of that is going to pay, and ultimately see what they and now they are being able to see the vision. There's being a, doctors are being able to see the benefit. Who are the real drivers of this entire thing? That if I click on Akshay, when Akshay's appointment is there, when I click on Akshay, I should be able to see everything about Akshay when he went to a clinic. When he, now when I see all of that as a doctor, I can diagnose better. The patient experience I can give Akshay is better, right? So. that is now beginning to kick in so it does take time uh, unlike uh, you know other sectors like retail service etc healthcare is a space where change takes time it is a very very slow process you have to be very patient um, and this is a shout out to the investors as well as to everybody healthcare is a very very slow adoption sector because there is a lot of implication you know and legacy issues are there so it takes time Do you anticipate yourself taking a hard call and telling Fortis and Max that your data will join the pool, or you know, it has to come from them? It has to come from them. Uh, first of all, uh, one has to always remember: no matter how big you become, uh, you cannot go and dictate somebody else's business. That I don't think that is recipe for success. uh you have to work and that's why we see we don't call them clients we do call them partners you have to visualize them as partners at every sense of it and make sure that whatever you do uh complements their business uh and you cannot and when they feel comfortable they themselves will do it uh and i don't think i think as clinicians are beginning to see it 
I will not say it's round the corner because, like I said, healthcare takes time, but it will happen. There is also a chance that uh, the government may push this agenda, uh, where the government is saying that look, uh, you have to allow patient data to be, as they say, interoperability of data has to be there. Like it, it should go with wherever I am. So that that will so all of this put together, it will happen. Uh, I don't think patient data is, in my view, very personal view. I don't think uh, by holding back interoperability of patient data, it's going to cannibalize anybody's business. I think you're going to make patient experience better. Uh, I think patients will feel more confident and will see more transparency. So that's my view. Uh, but you you spoke about government pushing interoperability of patient data what are what are some of the things that the government is currently doing for this and do you see some sort of a government app coming in which might be a like a threat to your business yeah uh, see i think so what are the few things the government is talking about uh, one we all know about something called ayushman bharat which is really making sure health insurance is available for all uh, but Ayushman Bharat focuses a lot more on the the, the low-income population, right? So, um, and it does not really help you with specialty care. The second thing the government is talking about is a single patient experience across all healthcare, public or private. So, what they're calling is the national health card. I'm a, I'm a bit unclear on that one because you already had the Aadhaar card. Why do I have to have a second card? But effectively, what does that achieve? What they're trying to do is use that to link all patient records and ultimately say that, you know, let's create all the same central repository of patient health records. I don't believe that any of these public initiatives will ever uh, axe or threaten our business. Uh, because today, if you see, if I look at telemedicine, the government has something called e-Sanjeevni, right, which is out there. Uh, nowhere has it even remotely threatened any of the telemedicine companies in some form or the other. Right? And largely because I think, largely I think, I think the real recipe and the opportunity for the government will be to partner with startups, right? And I've, I've said this in some other forums as well that the government really should create opportunities where. When the typical tenders are there, not startups get thrown out of those tenders. But the real innovation and the real ability to effect change is going to be bought by startups. So if the government can bring healthcare startups into these opportunities, I think they will be far greater success. One, for us to scale, which is what everybody would like to see in this country. Uh, and second is you will actually see action on the ground because when you have these large organizations and PPP, mm. It's all nice announcement, but kuch hota nahi hai yaar. Hmm. Okay. So you said the other vision for you is to solve accessibility. Uh, and you also said that you're not doing patient marketing. So how are you solving that accessibility? Like, do you allow patients to discover doctors and book appointments with them? Or like, you know, how is that? So, so, so we had, like I said, so far, the entire journey has been B2B. Now we are started our D2C journey effective last year, around October last year. And uh, what we're doing is we do we do patient, reach out to the patient in two ways. One is the hospitals themselves do the marketing, right? So they also push out to patients to say, if you want to do any online activity with my hospital, 
then please download the my health care app we are already available on that right so one is that push that is taking place do you and also of allow course hospitals to run uh, campaigns like say you know hospitals have this free checkup camps and uh, you know so yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. so they can push campaigns okay. yeah yeah they can do that they can do all of that right mm-hmm. that's fine uh but now we've also started doing a little bit of uh uh digital marketing uh so we we don't we, we don't want to do this atl marketing of you know hoardings etc because our focus is like i said uh, improving so we're doing very clear targeted digital marketing with a view to showcase the hospitals that we have and the doctors we have so that patients are aware that they can connect with the doctors over here okay. so, so that's the that's the marketing platform okay yeah 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 hmm. not discovery in the sense that the discovery that these doctors are here so not that to go and say you know which discover doctor should i look for so we don't one thing we don't allow akshay is we don't allow price discovery right so the main issue has been discount in healthcare and my belief and our belief even at my healthcare is you cannot commoditize healthcare right you cannot on a on a shirt i can say 20% discount versus your shirt at a 30% discount but on a on a doctor consult you cannot say 100 rupees versus 300 rupees that you cannot do that because uh, each doctor is different um, and each capability is different so that's why we are very sort of staying away from and i we hope we can deliver this successfully but we are not doing discounting in in the doctor side of it diagnostics and pharmacy of course that whole world is again that is not healthcare in my sense that is that you can get discount but we don't discount doctors got it so uh, what is uh, like you know can you share some numbers like how many patients are on your platform or how many doctors use it or you know so like we have uh, about so we have uh, today we have we are fortunate that we have a total patient base of about 20 million patients on our platform today uh we have in the last uh, in in the last 3 years we have delivered about 5.2 million consults and we have close to about 18000 doctors on our platform across the entire ecosystem today uh, how so, is that there are 20 million patients but 5 million consults like uh, all because not, not every yeah yeah because you come in you discover you don't consult you don't necessarily consult right a doctor so you may have done e pharmacy you may have done other thing you may just have done discoverability uh, but you may not have consulted so it's not uh, yeah because we are not a wellness platform right so you're not coming and taking yoga classes with us Yeah. Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. So, uh, are you also uh, looking at this twenty million patients as a market to whom you can uh, proactively push uh, uh, offers from your medical partners and you know, like yeah, yeah, of course, say- of course, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. So every time we have a new functionality or a new feature or new, uh, we obviously push it to our entire patient database. Again, depending, we have everything broken up by age and uh, and gender and geography. So depending on where the services are for, we do very targeted marketing to that patient base. So it's not like bombarding again and again and again. So so that's where. It's something uh, like what say a, a Zomato would be doing. Like if Zomato knows that 
I like pizza, so maybe a new pizza restaurant opens and they tell me there's a new pizza joint near. Absolutely right. Absolutely correct. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so based on what is their need, you would show them a relevant yeah. uh, information about that. Okay. That's right. That's right. Hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And what is your headcount? Like again, just for you know, indication of size. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we are we are north of eighty people today. Uh, and that is something when we started off, uh, we never thought this is where it's going to be. So Anish, Divya, myself, we always said, in three years, we should get to about 50 people. Yaar. So we never thought we'll get to to almost almost 90 people today. Uh, we are spread across uh, Bangalore, Delhi, uh, Gurgaon, sorry. And uh, we've just opened our tech center in Dehradun. Hmm. Okay. So uh, who are the other players in this market? Like, you know, can you map out the competitive landscape? Like who all are you competing against and what is their differentiation from you? Like, you know. So uh, I would say the other competitors include the likes of, uh, and one side will be the likes of MFind, Docon, Docsap, uh, and, the, and the like of them uh, so, who are in the B2C space. Okay, so these would right. be like they're directly selling healthcare service, and correct. They but they're have... selling the directly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So that's the direct one. So which I would say mm-hmm. is M Fine, uh, Docon and Docsap. Uh, on the B two B side, I would say we have uh, the likes of MPHRX, uh, Care Experts, um, and a couple of others. Off late, I'm hearing even the likes of PwC are getting into this. Uh, who are who are also looking at uh, the B two B side of it? So these would be the two P two part two parts of who I see as competitors or who I see as uh, the ones in the space. Uh, the uniqueness that we bring to the market today is I don't think you can do one without the other, right? Because uh, you need the hospital and you need the doctor and you need the patient. So. I think what we have done is we've taken a certain section, which is speciality care. But in that speciality care, we have done B2B2C. You know? so, and I think that really connects the two sides of it. Um, and I think, let's see, I think some of the B2C players who have heard about us are also looking at coming into the similar model that we are doing. Uh, because like unit, unit economics have become the reality of life for everyone. Yeah. Uh, by, by B2B competitors, you mean like people who provide hospitals with a digitization platform where they can... That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And again, there, I think where we are different is they provide the platform and then it becomes a hospital's problem, right? So it's again a client vendor model. I don't see anybody today in the market in India doing a partnership model like the way we are doing it. Uh, and I think that's what makes us a differentiator. Typically, I mean, hospitals can't do it. You look at a hospital platform, Akshay. How can a hospital figure out, yeah, new feature, ye karenge, let's do this as a new thing. Their thinking is completely that let me focus on my healthcare and my patient, right? Not how do I make my digital technology more powerful for my patient. That's not their forte. Mm. No, Whereas that is our bread and butter. Is, your engagement is amazing because it is in your incentive to increase their transactions. You know, so so your Absolutely. incentives are very well aligned because the more transactions they do, the more you earn, and the more they also yeah. earn. So it's a absolutely very good win-win kind of an engagement. I, I think that's like probably 
the secret sauce uh, for you Beyond Campus is a production of the podium.in powered by Career Launcher. If you like this show then we are sure that you will love our other shows on subjects like entrepreneurship, marketing, books and drama. Check out the podium.in for a complete list of all our shows.